0: E tidings, cosmos. Good morning, twenty-first century world of worlds. This is Radio Richard Island, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thor Mila Folger wrote and I am your host, Richard McSweeney, a self-designated lyrical Irish philosopher of the natural kind. Hear this, listener. Give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. Happened to overhear in a car park a middle-aged man, a builder, speaking on a mobile phone. And he was speaking as if there was nobody else in the car park but he himself, no man, no woman, no child. The amount of what I would consider to be foul language he was using was quite unbelievable. Unbelievable. This was seemingly a normal conversation he was having with a fellow builder about a job he was working on. Perhaps he wouldn't be speaking in such a manner, I thought, I hoped, to say his wife, mother, grandparents, sisters, or daughters, or sons. There is a possibility that he wasn't even aware of himself using such vulgar language, this being his regular way of speaking to a fellow builder who would also have a habit of speaking in such a way. I am sure that not all builders, though, speak in such a way. I have found an interesting phenomenon. Uh, Seeing that I don't use foul language when speaking to anyone, nobody uses foul language to me, even though to someone who would be using foul language they would pile it on. Sometimes colourful language can be quite funny, depending on who is using it and in what context. It is amazing, too, that the same curse used in any of the different English-speaking countries sounds different and causes a different feeling or impression. Perhaps there are times when the only word that can best express how you feel about something is a curse, but the problem is, it can so very easily become a habit, and one can even forget their using it. I don't need to use foul language. I I work very well both in spoken and written word with what I like to call refreshing language. As I very much believe in the power of words and phrases, I am very careful about what words I use and the intention and silences I bring to them. And the sage in the digital age speaks of the philosopher of old saying, with his whole heart and senses did he delight in observing nature, delight in reflecting on nature, and delight in sharing his thoughts on nature. This for him was the fullness of delight, delighting in nature alone being his way. Assuredly, you would feel greatly enriched for having met him. The Druids and the Christians looked upon him as being unenlightened, in their own words, a heathen. He, on the other hand, saw them as being the true enlightened, unenlightened for having majestic nature confined for the purposes of their fabrications. It was as if they had confined an elk, confined a majestic antlered elk, to a wooden stockade of some nine strides long, nine strides wide, and nine strides high, wherewithin they still expected him to be his natural, carefree, caring self. He had a palpable sense of falsity in their ideas. And for this reason, he actively denied entry of their ideas into his mind. In the light of what he was seeing and hearing up and down and about the land, he felt the emotional, spiritual and intellectual, the creative, innovative, and even the physical future of the people of the island was not doubtful unhesitating confidence in falsities would reign supreme. This foresight, this knowledge gave him many the restless afternoon. In today's broadcast, I'll be reading from As You Like It, Tao Dai Jing, and the True Classic of Southern Taoist Fragrance. This is a reading in continuity from As You Like It. Sir Oliver Martix, you are well met. Will you dispatch us here under this tree, or shall we go with you to your chapel? Is there none here to give the woman? I will not take her in gift of any man. Truly she must be given, or the marriage is not lawful. Proceed, proceed, I'll give her. Good evening, good master, what you call it. How do you do, sir? You are well met. God uh, you for your uh, last company. I am very glad to see you. Even a toy in hand here, sir. Nay, nee, pray be covered. Will you be married, motley? As the ox hath his bow, sir, the horse is curb, and the falcon her bells, so man hath his desires, and as pigeons bill, so wedlock would be nibbling. And will you, being a man of your breeding, be married under a bush like a beggar? Get you to a church, and have a good priest that can tell you what marriage is. this fellow will but join you together as they join Wainscot, then one of you will prove a shrunk panel, and, like green timber, warp, warp. I am not in the mind, but I were better to be married of him than of another, for he is not like to marry me well, and not being well married... "'it will be a good excuse for me thereafter to leave my wife. "'Go thou with me, and let me counsel thee. "'Come, sweet Audrey, we must be married, or we must live in Baudry. "'Farewell, good master Oliver, and not, O sweet Oliver, O brave Oliver, "'leave me not behind thee, but wind away. begone! I say, I will not to wedding with thee.' "'Tis no matter.' Ne'er a fantastical knave of them all shall flout me out of my calling. Thou Thy Jing, installment 35 When the king or queen holds the great image, the whole world's people turn to rally round them. When people turn to rally round them and do not commit loss and harm, then the world shall become peaceful and secure. He or she who takes delight in the Tao and enjoys it, the true one will stay with them. The Tao's teaching is as dry as a course of tasteless dish. It cannot be seen or can't be heard. However, it will never be exhausted in its application. This is an interpretation after my own fashioning of some lines from the true classic Of southern Taoist fragrance No tree-star visitor spoke to me, saying Humaculate of era. What stories, what anecdotes What insights do you bring to this new dawn? Anciently, anciently over A queen of the Waterford landry Once asked her long-time chief cook Other than when cooking What way do you use your wonderful mind? There is no time, Your Majesty, when cooking is not on my mind. How about, Your Majesty, what way do you ordinarily use your mind? Unlike yourself, I have plenty of time. In fact, I always make sure to have plenty of time not to be thinking about ruling, for ruling to me is nothing more than a form of captivity. Cooking requires a lot of ruling, Your Majesty. How so? Self-ruling, self-discipline of the mind, Your Majesty. I can take nothing for granted when it comes to going into the gardens, the groves, and the forests. Nothing when it comes to the selection of only the finest and the freshest of produce. When ruling, Your Majesty, how do you specifically use your mind? Well, I simply show no arrogance towards the helpless. I do not neglect the poor. I tear sore tears for those of them who pass away. I laugh with their children, and I show compassion towards their elderly. Admirable, Your Majesty, as far as that kind of ruling goes, but it is not really great, is it? What then do you consider to be greatness in ruling? Not ruling is greatness in ruling your majesty when i cook anything there is only so much i can do in preparing the items the cooking itself is what makes all the difference this requires an even greater level of self-discipline for i must not let my mind get in the way of knowing get in the way of feeling this is just enough intensity and amount of heat this is enough cooking to go any further based on thinking would be to destroy the desired taste and flavor. Then it seems I have only been persistently troubling myself. In what way, Your Majesty? I have either been overcooking or undercooking ruling. Why do you think that is so, Your Majesty? I have no patience with it, no patience whatsoever with ruling. I would just as well hand it over to anyone who might be interested in it, who would be willing to take it on. Might you be interested in taking over the rulership of the Landry? Your Majesty, thank you, but I am very happy cooking, for I have only two major responsibilities, and these I can take care of fully, produce and heat. I would not know how to deal with ministers and the numerous social issues that daily appear without warning. Let me be as I am here in your kitchen, Your Majesty, if you please. You may continue to do so, of course. Still, I do believe the landry is missing out on a great opportunity to be truly ruled. Is there anything in particular, Your Majesty, you would like me to prepare for your evening meal? Everything you prepare is delicious. You are welcome, Your Majesty and the Queen, by way of her pivotal conversation with her chief cook, learned to look at ruling in a new light and her mind use accordingly. And Though she being advanced in years at that time, she is well remembered as one of the great rulers of the Waterford Landry. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, you will come to recognize and know that there won't be a dawn, a morn, an afternoon, an eve or a night, when distraction nets won't be laid secretly and subtly on and along the pathways of your thoughts, intentions and silences, on and along your spoken and written ways. Yet will you be of a full courage, strength, passion and determination to keep on going. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings and spare a thought too for people's living in faraway places in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to an Irish philosopher of the natural kind, bringing radio to the internet via Radio Richard Island, on the air globally for about fifteen minutes, Monday to Friday. The script format of today's broadcast will be available at a future date on AuthenticClosetDramaScripts.com. It is truly an honor to have your listening. It is more than a voice in your ear, there is power in listening. More than a phrase in your eye, insight there is in reading. Enjoy both, and please do spread the word. Thank you ever so much, Richard. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Slán akus benáctilat.